The main problem with this generation, and I don't mean just, you know, the ones born in the last 30, 40 years or so, but the generation, you know, 2000 years and really 4000 years. And really, if you truly think about it, all of humanity, even though not at the same level, because everything progresses, everything is worse now than it was in the beginning. But the problem is that we are so destination focused, the destination generation, where it's really not about the journey. Nobody cares about the journey. Nobody cares about the process. Nobody cares about the companions, about the commitments. You know, Frodo and Sam going to Mount Moto, the fellowship. Nobody cares about that. You just want to get to the end point, to the finish line. As quick as you can, as simple as you can, as easy as you can, no work involved. And you really want to do it on your own terms, under your own leadership, under your own authority. You think of people in all aspects of life, all different social groups, religious groups, different nationalities. They're all the same. Even though they all have their different name, different color, different language, different customs, the deep down spiritual condition is the same. Whether it comes out by the fact that you are seeking enlightenment, right? Everybody wants that satisfaction. Everybody want to be filled. Everybody know that you need something. And some people try to get that feel, that feeling of satisfaction from fleshly desires. You know, they go promiscuous themselves and, and they engage in, in lust and greed and debauchery and all these all-you-can-eat buffets and go from one trip to another, try to, you know, be greedy with experiences, all those exploits. Others are looking for the spiritual enlightenment. They understand they're a little more enlightened than the fleshly people. They understand that no pleasure of the flesh will give them satisfaction because at the end of the day, we are not physical beings, we are spiritual beings. So they get that, and yet they reject the idea of God, they reject the idea of the Torah, they reject the idea of there's one way to the Father, one way to be saved, and they try to get filled and satisfied by their own strength in their own way. So they start taking all these drugs, right? Mind-opening drugs, you know, acid trips, shrooms. And they go to those shamans, those gurus, those Hindu temples, those chakra thing in, in uh, Thailand. And you know what I'm talking about, those people. All, they look up to the stars with all their black magic, tarot cards, palm readers, everything for that spiritual enlightenment. Because they know, they know there is something more besides what the eye can see, something more than the physical. But they reject the idea of God because they don't want to submit to a higher authority. They want to be that higher authority. They want the destination, but not the process. They want that enlightenment, but not the way to get there, which is, by the way, the Yeshua, which is, by the way, the living Torah, which is, by the way, the rules and ordinances and utterances of God, which is, by the way, your creator, which is, by the way, the one who holds the keys to life and death. So there is just one God. 
in one way to him. Not Christianity, not Judaism, just the Torah, which is the word of God, the laws, the rules, the regulations, the principles of life, love, gentleness, kindness, meekness, patience, tolerance, the, you know, the fruits of the Spirit. And then there is just one way to get to those destinations, which is Yeshua, the living Torah, the one who gave up his life for us, the one who is the sacrificial lamb of God, the one who paid the ultimate price and made atonement for our sins. You know, read Leviticus. There's always an atonement. There's always a blood sacrifice because the consequence of sin is death. So something has to die. And it's either you dying for your sin or something else. Now, back in the day, they used goats, lambs, bulls, but that was all temporary and that was a shadow for things to come. But back to the point, you all want the destination. You don't want the process. But the process was the sacrifice. You had to sacrifice something. And since Yeshua made the ultimate sacrifice, what we really have to sacrifice is our will, our desire, our individuality. It's, it's not about you. You know, everybody's talking about the purpose-driven life and all those books, all those Christian authors, and, and people go hypey-hypey about it. They go to all these book signings at the churches, and they watch those evangelist TV shows, and uh, you know all that mess. But it's not that. That's, again, the quick fix. No, the truth is you have to do the work. And the work is not a one-time thing. It's a continual renewing of your mind, day in, day out. You don't just do it once. From the moment that you do teshuva, meaning you repent of your sins, you confess your sins, you surrender, submit, humble yourself before the Lord, say, yes, Lord, I do. Now you start your process of teshuva. It's not the event, it's the journey. But people don't want the journey. They want the destination. So besides taking drugs and you know, psychedelics and shamans and gurus, they apply that same principle in every other aspect of their life. Instead of cooking, they go to a restaurant. We just want the food. Instead of a marriage and a covenant, they just go to the prostitute. They want the sex. And when I say prostitute, I mean every woman who's not your wife, really, just sleeps around for fun. That's a prostitute. Whether she charges you money or does it for free, that only means if she's financially literate or not. But most are not. Most just give it away for free. But they're not your wife, so they are prostitutes, just so you know, FYI. Whether it's your sister, your daughter, or someone else, you know. But point aside, it's about the destination, not the process. Because if you were about the process, which, by the way, is the only way to get fulfillment, not the destination, but the process, you would go through the stages. You would, you know, make the covenant, initiate that intimate relationship building, go through the stage of developing your character, developing your values, growing yourself. Everybody who is married for a long time will tell you, the day you get married is not the destination. It's just the starting point of building a marriage. You don't marry someone because you know everything about them. You marry them so that you can know everything about them from that moment on. It's the journey. But when you have this destination mindset, you get married, you think you made it, right? You have all these magnets on your refrigerator. The most happiest day of your life, the day you got married. Well, if it is, then that's a really sad thing because if it's the happiest day, it means everything's downhill from there. And for most people, it is. 
That's why maybe 10 years, maybe 12 years, maybe 20 years later, it's a divorce. And now you got your baby mamas, baby daddies, children raising themselves up. And then the father runs off with another man. The man runs off with someone who used to be a man. <laughs> and that's the world we live in today because it's not about the process. It's about the destination. You just want that instant gratification, which always, by the way, always leaves you empty. Because we are not designed for that. We are designed for the journey. Think about it. God is infinite. He's eternal. There is no destination. It's all a journey. The destination is just one speck of moment in time. It's here and it's gone. The moment has ended. We are living in a sequence of eternal moments. But if, if your goal is the moment, well, it's gone. <laughs> so that's why you need another one. But if you change your perspective, you change your mindset, and it's not about the high, it's not about the satisfaction, the instant, it's about the process of getting there. Now you can finally live a life that is so fulfilled, a life that is joyful, a life that is meaningful, purposeful, a life that is eternal. When you take that walk with God, with the one who made you, the one who holds the keys to life, the one who said, I am the truth, the way, the life, Yeshua, Adonai, really the creator, yud Hey vav Hey, the one who spoke to Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, he brought the people of Israel out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, so that they do not have to continue being slaves. And yet those Israelites coming out of Egypt, same thing. We don't want the process, we want the destination. Let's go, we're going to the promised land. Okay, take us there. But that's not what God had in plan. They wanted to get there right away. They thought, and that's a good teaching point, by the way, so pay attention. The Israelites thought they were going to leave Egypt today, enter into the promised land tomorrow, and just continue doing what they did in Egypt. That's what they thought. What do they know, right? We, we read it as a history book. For them, that was their history. That was their life. Imagine you're living at those times. You have no book to make reference to. You don't know how the story ends. You're living in it. Which, by the way, we do now, except we already have the end. Because, you know, the book of Revelation. But most of you don't believe it anyway. But regardless, the Israelites did not know. They thought of the physical. We get out of here. We get in there. But God had a different plan. He was teaching them the principle of the journey, of the personal and spiritual sanctification. He said, I will be your God and you will be my people. Be holy, for I am holy. And that was the journey for holiness. It is the destination, but it's really the journey. The journey is the destination. And as long as you are on that journey, you are at the destination because it is constantly filling and fulfilling you because you're doing the right thing. You are progressing. You are making progress. You're going in the right direction. And growth always gives you joy. If I'm better now than I was earlier, I'm happy. Always. Every single time. And when you're constantly growing, when you're constantly drawing near unto the Lord, unto God, unto Adonai, unto our Papa, you're always joyful. Not always happy, by the way, but always joyful. 
because happiness, you know, it's circumstantial, it's happenings. Sometimes I'm happy, sometimes not so much. But I'm always joyful because I know how the story ends. I have the comforter. He's comforting me to know I'm just here for a few more years. Just a few more years and this is over and then eternal joy. I have the promises of God. So I'm not sweating this. I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. I'm just chilling. Now, sometimes I get a little stressed given I'm only human, right? But I don't focus on the destination. I focus on the journey. So I know God's got it. And I trust him. I trust him. Sometimes I suffer. Sometimes I struggle. Well, of course you are. That's the promise of Yeshua. In this world, in this life, you will have trouble. But take heart. For I have overcome the world, Yeshua said. And hallelujah, praise God. So it's about the process. Stop worrying about the destination. Just focus on the process. Focus on your growth, on your sanctification. Walk with God. Talk with God. Draw nearer unto Him. Develop your intimacy with Him. Get to know Him. It's like we watch all these movies, all these songs. Everybody's talking about love, 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 lust, lust, lust. Everybody want to meet somebody. Why? Why don't you meet God? <laughs> it's like, there's nobody that compares with God. There's nobody that even, it's like, God is an, he's one of none. He's perfect. There's no one beside him. There's no one like him. So why would you want to meet some loser at some bar or some app or some whatever if you can meet the one who made you? The one who made the stars, the galaxies, the one who invented physics, the one who invented love, by the way, the one who made up the concept of romance, the one who wrote the song of life, the one who wrote the DNA, the one who made up life. It's like God is perfect in every way. He invented this humor. God is the king of humor. He made up the concept. You want to ask something, everybody, right? You ask a woman, what do you want in a man? Uh, I want it to be funny, to protect me, to provide. For well, everything you say, God. <laughs> if it's good, God. If it's bad, man. <laughs> if you want someone perfect in every single way, and I mean it, by the way, God. And it's not some fantasy, it's not some Marvel comic book, it's not something you can dress up to at Comic-Con or Halloween, but he's real and he's right there and he already is with you, but he doesn't talk to sinners. Why would he give you another word if you don't even consider and obey the one he's given you? He said, humble yourself, draw unto me and I will draw unto you. But he has conditions. He wants to talk to you, but not at any cost. God has standards. He has principles. He's not a prostitute unlike you. He does not compromise. He already compromised enough, giving up his blood for atonement for our sins, not his. He already made the price. He already paid the price for you. He already made the pardon. You just have to walk through it. You just have to show up to the parole board, to the parole officer. Say, my bail has been paid. My parole has been approved. You just got to go there and show yourself and get with that parole officer and he will teach you the way. He will show you the way so you can be free. Because you're already on death row. All of us were born in this prison, condemned to death. Death row is where we are, this whole planet. We are born in sin, conceived in iniquity. We are all condemned to death. But then Yeshua came and said, guys, I'll pardon you. 
I'll make a way. I'll be the way. Just go to the warden, said, I'm with Yeshua. I'm with the Mashiach. And he will let you go. But he's not going to let you go right away. He's going to send you off with a parole officer to make sure that you've learned your lessons and that you don't repeat the crimes that sent you to this jail in the first place. So you have to obey and you have to learn and you have to get rid and win yourself of all of those sins. But once you do that, you can come and live with me. You can come and stay at my house. That's it. That's what life is all about. Really that simple. We are spiritual beings created for eternity with our maker. But we're stuck here in this prison called the earth because we fell into sin. So what can we say but hallelujah, praise God. Just humble yourself. It's really not that complicated. Submit unto him, serve him, love him. And you'll never look back. Just humble yourselves. You're too, so, too dumb, prideful, arrogant. Humble yourself. Look at the ants. They don't, they don't care about themselves, regardless of what that movie says, right? The ant movie. No, ants are about the queen, the colony, unity in the spirit, not about you. We're all about God, because God is about us. He didn't make us to hate us, didn't make us to kill us. He made us to love us, to be his children, to be his bride, to be with him. He wants to love us, to have relationship with us. Don't you get it? It's so simple. Why do parents have children? <laughs> God made us because he wanted us. So why won't you trust him with your life? Trust him with your heart. Trust him with your spirit, with your time here on this earth. Surrender unto him. Get out of Babylon. It's not about your job, not about the promotion, not about the house, not about any of these things, not about your education. You don't need one. God will educate you. The real education, nothing you can get in a school. Everything you want, all of your dreams, God. Hallelujah. Do you believe in God? I believe.
Come in.